0: It's been a long year and a half in COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, but luckily every day more and more people are getting fully vaccinated and the light at the end of the tunnel seems to be growing a little bit brighter. However, there also seems to be a never-ending stream of rumors and misinformation about the vaccine's potential side effects. A particular concern, especially among young people, is the question of the impact of the vaccine on fertility and pregnancy.
1: And this question originates from a blog post, which was written by a member of the scientific community. And it gained momentum when it stated that a vaccine can actually target a protein that connects the placenta to uh, to the wall of the uterus during pregnancy. And the claim that this blog post makes is that it has a similar amino acid
0: sequence as the COVID-19 spike protein. I'm Sam. And I'm June. And welcome back to Vaccination the show where we have candid conversations with researchers and scientists and ask them the questions that the mainstream media hasn't quite answered about your vaccination. Today, we chat with Dr. Liz Marnick, a professor of biochemistry from Husson University with a PhD in genetics, about the idea that COVID-19 vaccines impact fertility and pregnancy. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Liz.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So before we get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You have a uh, science communication Instagram page. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So if people are interested, they can find me on Instagram at ScienceWizLiz, and it's um, W-H-I-Z for Wiz. And I started that at the beginning of the pandemic, kind of sprung from my communications with my family and friends. I have a science background. My PhD is in genetics, but my research was actually all immunology. I just used genetics as a tool to manipulate mice to learn more about how your immune system works. So I know a lot about immunology. I know a lot about how antibodies are made and how your body responds to viruses and pathogens. So at the start of the pandemic, I was really trying to help my friends and family understand all of the things that was happening. And they all really liked what I was helping them understand and then wanted to start sharing my posts. So I decided to make an account that would be just dedicated to that outreach so that I could also help other people who I don't know personally also understand the science.
0: That sounds amazing. That's actually very similar to what we do at Science for Everyone. So I do I want to ask you one question about that just uh, before we get into the fertility stuff. In your opinion, do you think that people are more receptive to science communication when it's coming from a friend or family member?
2: I do think that makes a big difference because I think a lot of times scientists or medical professionals seem very other- because they have all this education. If you don't know the person specifically, you sometimes aren't sure exactly what their motives are. But I think when you know that person personally, when you know, when I was raised next to these individuals, or they babysat me or all of these things, they know who I am. They know I'm not paid by big pharma. They know that I've actually done this work and that I care about protecting them and I care about protecting my community. And I think that makes a big difference. I think it doesn't necessarily change everybody's mind, but I think it really does give people an important starting foundation that can help build connections that maybe eventually will help change people's minds.
1: That's a very interesting perspective on you know the proximity and the social proximity that really affects who we believe, what we want to listen to. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So to jump into the pregnancy and fertility Uh, of the podcast today, I suppose. Uh, The basis of the blog that we mentioned in the introduction and the basis of a lot of the claims about COVID-19 with, you know, if there are any effects on pregnancy and fertility come from a similar amino acid. So the first question is what is an amino acid and how do they build proteins?
2: Yeah, so amino acids are just these small molecules, these small building uh, building blocks. And there are 20 of them. So your body, all of the proteins in your body are made up of these 20 different amino acids. And I like to think of them as different Lego blocks. So you have 20 different colors of Lego blocks. Those 20 different colored Lego blocks come together to build a structure. And that structure is a protein. So all of these amino acids, there's only 20 of them. So there's a lot of amino acids that are shared between all of these different structures. but they're put together in a different way. So if you were building a Lego castle or building a Lego garage or building a Lego car, they all have those same building blocks, but you can see those different structures and shapes because of how those molecules or how those blocks are coming together.
0: That's incredible. That's, uh, that's something wild to think about. I, you know, I know I and uh, a few different friends of mine uh, we like to do some of the, uh, you know, the more advanced Lego sets. And it's crazy to think about some of the some of the things you can do with the same, you know, 30 or so pieces. Right. You can build anything from a working grand piano to the Saturn V rocket kind of thing. And it's, it's very interesting to think that the same kind of thing goes on in our in our bodies. And that's how, it, you know, we dictate um, how we operate. So another question for you, why do you think that this rumor in particular, because there are a lot of rumors floating around about the covid uh, vaccines. You know, there's a lot of rumors about uh, negative effects here and there. But why do you think this specific one about fertility and pregnancy has gained so much momentum?
2: I think that this really preys on people's fears. A lot of individuals, but not everybody, have a desire to eventually have children. And if you don't have a scientific background and you're getting bombarded with this information that these vaccines can impact fertility, that's really scary. Because if this is something that you know you want either in the near future or in the distant future, or you want your children to be able to have the option to decide whether or not they want to have children, to think that something that you're giving them could potentially impact their fertility is really scary.
1: That's very true. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this rumor specifically. So what does this rumor look like? What are people saying about pregnancy and fertility, and uh, how COVID nineteen vaccines might affect it? And why is that rumor then false? Uh, what kind of information uh, could you, you know, provide and enlighten us with to tell us about why this might be false? Such as, you know, when two proteins have similar sequences, does that necessarily mean they are identical?
2: Right. So, um, as you mentioned at the beginning with the amino acids, this whole myth started from. Somebody saying that there are some amino acid similarities between the spike protein, which is part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the virus that causes COVID-19, and a protein called syncytion 1. And that protein is part of the human placenta. So the individual who was proposing this was saying that because there's amino acid similarity, the antibodies you make to the spike protein are going to also attack the placenta and impair fertility. So yes, there is some amino acids that are shared between the spike protein and syncytin one, but it's not enough that it would make your immune system confused and have those antibodies that you make accidentally attack the placenta protein. And we actually now have data that actually shows. So somebody did go through and look at vaccinated patients to see if they were making antibodies that could attack that placenta protein, and they did not.
0: That's very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm very glad to hear they've done, they've actually done the research on, you know, debunking this, debunking this myth. So it's not just based on what we already know. There's actually data on the specific myth. Um, so is there any concern at all for anyone who's pregnant um, while they get the vaccine? are there any concerns there that they could affect the fetus or you know on the other hand are there any like crazy benefits that we could think of is the vaccine going to be passed on to the fetus like what are the effects there
2: yeah so as somebody who is of reproductive age i just want to say that i eventually want to have another child i already have one and i had no concerns about taking this vaccine and i have friends who are pregnant and when they asked me, if you were pregnant, would you get this vaccine? I told them yes, and that's 100% true. So there is no reason that these vaccines would cause harm to the fetus. We know that from immunology because we know how vaccines work from decades of research into how the immune system responds to vaccines. And we also have information about these vaccines specifically. So research has been done to see if there's any evidence that the vaccine itself can cross the placenta, and it cannot. So if you get an mRNA vaccine or any of the other AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson vaccines, those vaccines themselves cannot cross the placenta. So the fetus isn't being exposed to the vaccine components directly. And we also have a lot of research now that looks at pregnancy outcomes for those who have gotten vaccinated while pregnant. And we're not seeing increased risk of miscarriage. We're not seeing any increased risk of birth defects or any other concerning outcomes. So we really now have a lot of evidence and data that shows that this is safe for people to have when they're pregnant. Um, And then from a benefits perspective, we do know that COVID-19 causes severe disease, can cause severe disease in pregnant women or pregnant people, I should say. So we know that somebody who is pregnant who gets exposed to COVID-19 is at higher risk for being admitted into the ICU. They're at higher risk for being in a ventilator. Um, They are at higher risk of having a premature birth or having preeclampsia. They are even at higher risk for having um, postpartum complications like strokes or blood clots or all of these really bad outcomes. So we know that the risk of getting a COVID-19 infection is very great when you're pregnant. And we know that the benefits of vaccines is that it will help protect you if you do get infected. So there really is no doubt that the benefits of vaccination really outweigh any rare potential risks of va- vaccination for everybody, but especially for pregnant individuals who are at higher risk for complications.
1: That's awesome. And it, not only does it sound like there are many benefits, it's also it also sounds like all of the concerns or a lot of the main worries a lot of people have are not necessarily true either because there's a lot of data and things to back it up. So as you said before, this is a very personal and close thing to a lot of individuals, the ability to have a child and, you know, pregnancy and fertility in general. So since it's such an important issue or question, uh, where should people direct their questions if they are concerned about these rumors or any other rumored side effects?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So first and foremost, they should always talk to their medical provider. And I often, I get messages from people who say, well, I try to talk to my medical provider and they won't answer my questions. And I feel like that's a big warning sign that maybe you should try to find a different medical provider because you deserve to be listened to by people who are taking care of you. So first and foremost, I hope that your medical provider will be willing to talk to you about these conversations because it is a lot of individuals have concerns and they should be able to ask these questions to people who know their personal medical history. But if that alone is not enough, there's also lots of other resources you can find. Um, The CDC, the WHO, I know Canada has their health agencies. They have lots of resources for individuals who are pregnant or for individuals with questions in general. And then there's a lot of great science social media um, presence accounts that that you might want to um, think about reaching out. So if you have questions, I've done a lot of debunking on my social media. So again, you can find me at Science with Liz. Um, and there's also a really great um, account called Pandemic Pregnancy Guide for people who are particularly interested in the science about COVID-19 vaccines, COVID-19 and pregnancy, anything related to pregnancy and pandemic concerns. Um, DR Pandemic also is a really great resource. They have great um, information about debunking a lot of the concerns and myths that people have about these COVID-19 vaccines.
0: Thank you for those resources, Dr. Liz. They sound uh, amazing, and I'm sure our listeners will be uh, happy to check them out. So thank you again uh, for engaging with us today and sharing all your wealth of experience and your insights. Uh, We appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners do as well.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: So just before we sign off for today, we want to remind you all that if you do decide to get a vaccine, you can find current locations through the Government of Ontario website, your region or district's websites, and at Vax Hunters Can, who regularly provide information about pop-up vaccine clinics. Links are in the episode description. If you have any
1: vaccine-related questions of your own, you can reach us at Sci4Everyone on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Please also check out the other resources mentioned in this podcast. Links will be in the description. Thank you again for tuning in, and remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your vaccine questions.
0: Vaccination is a joint production of Science for Everyone and misinformed.ca. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, Nagar Astley, June Kim, Maria Denk, and Kayla McKee, with editorial help provided by Kayla Benjamin. This podcast was produced in partnership with Misinformed in support of their PHAC-funded campaign, Hashtag I Got Vaccinated.